Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Uphill Goat. We got a special day today with three special guests, Kayla, Annie, and Maria, who are all fantastic experienced designers. In this episode, we're going to dive into different aspects of experiences and how they can um, impact our performance. And so these are three different domains in the experience design world. Um, the time domain, group domain, or family domain, and activity domain. So we're gonna share some stories to talk about how each of these aspects of an experience can affect performance, whether that's a mountain biking, backcountry skiing, or whatever else you are doing. So first of all, I'm gonna share my story with a group domain. This comes from a race that I did with my twin little sisters a year and a half ago. It's called Six Hours of Frog Hollow. Uh, I think several of you have participated or been at this event. And we raced as a, uh, a trio team. So you switch off doing laps for six hours. And it was a really interesting experience because I have raced alone a number of times, right? I've had uh, countless races where I have been, just, just me, me and the other racers. I've never had teams perhaps, especially in mountain bike racing. But in this experience, I was racing with my little sisters and I also wanted to help them be able to perform well. And it really changed the dynamic for me because even though we were switching off laps and not actually racing at the same time, just having them on my team and knowing that I had to get in a certain time actually helped me to push harder than I had in a really long time, potentially my entire life. On my third lap, I had to finish, well, okay, it was actually my second lap. I knew that if I did my second lap within like, I think it was 55 minutes, then I could potentially do a third lap also within 55 minutes, which would give our team, which would barely put us in the cutoff to get a sixth lap, which would make our team win by an entire lap. And so I knew that I'd have to do two in a row and they both have to be sub 55 minutes, which was going to be super challenging. And alone, I definitely do not think I could have done this task, but because I knew that my, I wanted my little sisters to get another lap. I came in around the first, just under 55, and I was like, hey, do I risk it? Like, if I go and I don't get it within the time cutoff, then I ride three laps, and Miriam and Abby both only ride one. And that's kind of lame, right? I didn't want to be that, but I was like, but if I can get it, then they both get two, and I get three, and we win by an entire lap. And so I decided to risk it, and I, I kid you not, I was just dying like just in so much pain but because I was doing it for them instead of for myself I was actually able to push myself in a different and better way where I was able to ride for almost two hours at um, an intensity that I can normally only sustain for around an hour and so that was a really cool experience for me and in um, a way that a group domain this this element of experiencing something together was actually able to enhance my performance dramatically um, and now, so the, my guests here with me all have wonderful stories as well from their lives that I'm excited to hear. We're going to dive into these things. Um, and we're going to do activity domain next. Yeah. Um, yeah. and Maria has a story with that. Yes. Uh, so the activity domain, there are two different, there's different ways to categorize, um, which type of activity it is. So to begin, you have either joint versus parallel. Um, type of activity. The joint activity is when you interact with someone else and then a parallel activity is you're doing the same experience 
but it's more on an individual basis. Uh, for example, a parallel activity could be something like going to a concert. You're going with a bunch of other people having a similar experience, but it's more individualized because you're not necessarily interacting with them. And, um, and then the next part, it's a balance versus core. So a balanced type of activity is more of like a novelty. It's not something super familiar versus core activity, which is more familiar. And um, an experience that I think of, uh, last, last school year, I took a canyoneering class and um, I learned just basics of canyoneering. And we went, the end of the, our f class final was a field trip down to Capitol Reef National Park. And um, this type of activity, I, th I believe I would categorize it as, um, as a parallel, um, as a parallel, a balanced parallel experience because it was novelty there was a lot of awe involved just going to a national park that I'd never been to before um, and really challenging my skills. But also um, there was interaction with the other people in my group, but it was mostly me interacting with the rope and the gear and with the rocks. So, it, and we all had that similar experience of rappelling down and crawling through the canyon. Um, but it was more individual and I really love, I really, I think back on this activity or just this experience a lot because, um, I had never canyoneered before and, you know, I'm someone, I'm very athletic, I'm a dancer and everything, but this is something that really put me out of my comfort zone and it's an activity that, an experience that I'm really proud to have done. And, you know, it's interesting how these experiences that put us out of our comfort zone or do things like that, how they can actually change us, right, and, and make us add potential qualities to us. I'm curious how that impacted you as a person. Uh, I honestly, th my confidence, my self-confidence grew a lot mm. uh, after that experience because my first time repelling was in this class and it was just at Battle Creek Falls in, in Pleasant Grove. And the first time going down, I just, I don't think I really understood how to hold myself correctly. So I ended up falling pretty fast and they had to catch me. And so I was terrified to go down again, but I did. And on this field trip, the TAs told me that they were most worried about me on this trip because of the experience I had previously. But I said, no. Uh, when I got to the place, after the TAs went down to test it, they said, okay, who wants to go first? I rose my hand and I said, I will go first. And it was really, it was scary, but it was also exhilarating. And yeah, I was just, my self-confidence grew a lot. I'm like, I just rappelled 150 feet free falling and the, down these insane canyons. And I don't think I've ever would have done that before. Yeah. Do you think that's changed? Like, and you think that's been applicable then to other aspects of your life? Yeah, I, I definitely would would say that. I believe because I've done that, um, if I love to hike and I uh, specifically I love to summit. And so sometimes when you're summiting a mountain, you have to scramble up and 
you know, it can be really scary, but I think just I have that assurance like, hey, I, I've done this, mm-hmm. I've done this type of activity before. I'm like, I know what to do. I know how to be careful, um, but still achieve my goals. And yeah. I love that. Um, so this idea of an activity domain, it's interesting how different activities can play a role in affecting our performance moving forward. And in whether it's that same activity or if it's transferred over to other activities. For example, I knew that with a lot of backcountry skiing this past winter, it actually was able to help me in my mountain bike performance because I was just getting more and more comfortable going at high speeds, which can be applicable in anything. So it's interesting how different activities can play across different roles um, with different activity domains. So, um, Kayla, did you want to talk about anything with activity domains or do you want to move into time domains? Um, Yeah, I can chip in on the activity domain. Um, so I grew up athletic, not, not that I'm trying to toot my own horn, but, um, I did play sports growing up a lot. And one of my favorite sports was volleyball and volleyball, it can feel a little bit not interactive because you don't really, you don't always, you're not always next to your teammates and you're, you're just kind of focusing on your area, but it is actually a very highly interactive sport. I I think everything you do impacts the next move. So when you're like, when the ball comes over from the other side, then we have a bump and then we have a set and a pass. And each moment is very important to get into the next thing. And um, I think that the activity domain, it looks uh, about, it looks on a lot of different elements like the social environment. And um, the social environment in volleyball is not always too crazy or too hectic, but I think is very interactive in the way the fans cheer for you or the other team kind of can boo you. Um, But I think it's very, very interesting how things can go when playing sports and how it is really important for people to um, have their different experience. Because for some people, this volleyball can be really not interactive at all. And I think the activity domain really emphasizes how it is important to know yourself and know the people you're with so that you can um, kind of create an experience for them that they need. So some people need balanced joints, some people need balanced parallel or core parallel. And I think with a sport like volleyball, you're really able to create the environment that you need at, at, at that time. And so I think that's a really interesting thing about volleyball. Um, I think another thing is when you're kind of playing, you get into like almost, oh, sorry, I'm not, I'm blanking right now, but um, you kind of get into a flow where it's like, you know, everything needs to happen. And so it's really interactive because you and your teammates have the same goal and the other team has the same goal as well. And you really have to, um, try your best kind of to get the results you desire out of like the 
differences between the teams. No, yeah, it is interesting how in a sport like volleyball, there's like individual aspects, but also team aspects, right? We have to work together and individually in order to perform well, right? You can't mm -hmm. just be one or the other. Road racing is pretty similar to that where you have a group of, you have a team of eight and they all have different roles, whether they're the climber or the sprinter or the general classification guy, they all have different roles on the team and they all have to execute their own role well, right? And so you all have different positions in volleyball and if each position doesn't perform their role as they should, then problems happen and experience, the experience of the game is not as good, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's, um, so I thank you for sharing. I think that's awesome. Um, Annie now has, is gonna wrap us up with uh, another story and some more experiences with, with the time domain. Yeah, so the time domain deals with um, the reflection aspect of experiences. So after an experience has happened, after um, you've completed a task, right? What do you do afterwards? Do you just move on and forget that it ever happened and move on to the next task? Or do you take the time to reflect on what happened and in the sports world, reflect on your performance? Um, and how do you let that reflection impact your future performances? And also, how does that, um, how does your perspective of the experience change over time? So that's what the time domain kind of deals with. Um, an experience that came to my mind when I was thinking about this, I grew up as a dancer and when I was 14, I was going into my freshman year of high school and I auditioned for one of the dance teams. And I knew that as a freshman, my options of what teams I could actually make were limited. Um, but I was eager to audition and to try out. And I worked hard, I went to the audition, I um, learned the choreography, I worked hard on it at home, and I went and really gave my best effort. Um, I did not make one of the higher teams, but like I said, I wasn't like super expecting that as a freshman. Um, but I didn't really think much, again, of that experience because I kind of just accepted um, you know, where it landed me and didn't really think much more of it after that. Um, and then the next year came and I was auditioning for my sophomore years um, to participate on hopefully a higher team. And I didn't make it, I didn't make the higher team and I was, shocked and honestly so sad. Um, I didn't really, um, I had worked hard again at the audition and I thought that I had really given my best effort, um, but I didn't improve enough obviously to be able to actually qualify for the team. And it was that same year that I started to assist a dance teacher at my um, studio outside of school and it really changed my perspective because I watched as my instructor worked with a bunch of dancers who were also trying to improve and many of them were also trying to make different teams at their, um, their high schools. And one girl in particular, she would come to class with the team and she you know, worked hard in class, she would do everything and then at the end she would always come ask our coach for feedback. What things could I improve on? What things were am I maybe not doing very well? Or what things am I doing well, but I like, am ready to move on to a next step, right? Um, and I watched, I could see it in her. I could see the way that she performed before and then how she performed when she was trying to apply that feedback. And then I also was impressed to see that she would video herself doing things. As she was trying to master a skill, she would video herself um, doing the different techniques or doing choreography. And that way she could visualize 
the feedback that she was getting from our coach. Um, and I saw huge strides in her performance abilities and in her um, technique level. And it honestly really inspired me. And I realized that I was missing this aspect of improvement from previous auditions because even though I felt like I was working hard, I wasn't taking the time to reflect on my performance in my auditions um, and receive feedback that could help me to actually improve. And so I started to do that. I watched back the videos that I had taken of my audition. I realized, okay, maybe what things could I have done better? I watched it with the coach. My coach gave me feedback. I took private lessons with the coach that, um, and really worked to actually improve on the things that she could see that I couldn't see in myself because I wasn't watching myself dance. And that next year, I was able to make the team that I had been um, training to make. And it was an incredible experience. But I really believe it was because I took the time to reflect on my past performance and um, take intentional steps to improve. Thank you for sharing. That's so, so huge. So crucial. As a mountain bike coach myself, that's something that I'm big on having my athletes do is after a race, after a performance, reflecting on the things they did and I actually have them all keep a gold journal. Uh, I've talked about this on my podcast several times before, but the idea is that after every training ride, they write down three things they did well and one thing they want to improve on. And what that does is it reinforces the good, the things that are going well, and then also helps them recognize the things that they need to work on and improve. And I think that is such a good example of that, right? And it, it wasn't necessarily in a handwritten journal, but it was through video analysis and with a coach and making changes based on feedback. Um, and that's such, an, such a crucial part of an experience, right? If, if you're creating an experience for someone, whether it's a mountain bike race or a dance performance or whatever it is, if the reflection part isn't intentional in some way, you're going to be losing a lot of the impact that you could be having Absolutely. in that experience. And, and I think that, I, I don't know that there's a perfect way to, to do that, right? But it's, it has to be, you have to think about it, right? There has to be some thought there to help the participant in the experience think about it in a good way, right? Because it's, I, I don't know, another kind of separate example is I remember going to some movies growing up and it would be over and I would kind of be like, I'm not, I wasn't really sure like how I felt about the movie, but then I would like listen to like my parents' reactions and my siblings' reactions. And then my like final opinion of the movie wasn't even actually determined by watching the movie, but rather by hearing what the people who I experienced the movie with thought of the movie. And I think that that's, it's fascinating to reflect back on that and recognize that it wasn't even the actual movie, right? It was the reflection of it that caused me to remember it in a certain way. I think that, like, you're exactly right because naturally we're going to reflect on experiences, but if it's not intentional, mm -hmm. improvement isn't going to happen. And it might happen, like, subconsciously, right, from just simply doing the activity, but when you take the time to actually intentionally reflect and ask yourself questions about what went well, what didn't, what can I improve on, that's when you're going to see significant strides and um, actually be able to improve. So I completely agree. Yeah. Otherwise, you kind of end up doing the same thing forever, mm -hmm. right? Or, or maybe it's like small changes, but like it's if you want to improve the way, it also goes back to what um, Thomas S. Monson said about uh, what is it about change? He says that which is measured improves, and that improvement which is reported accelerates something mm -hmm. like that where 
um, if we take the time to measure what we're doing, like you were doing with videoing your performances, and then reporting that, maybe dating a coach or doing like that, your improvement will not only improve, but then accelerate as well, which is super cool. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining in and listening on this podcast. It's been a fun conversation about experiences and how activity domain, group domain, and time domain all can influence and impact our perception and quality of the experiences we participate in. So as always, if you have any questions, feel free to drop a comment below or reach out um, at aj at Thanks for listening.